0: Welcome to episode 15 of the VCD Roundtable. Today's main topic is going to be everything around um, what I initially learned as VCOps, which then became VROps, which is now ARIA Operations, and uh, all the other products around that. We have our expert, Ellen for that with us today. Um, but before we get into that topic, let me quickly hand over to Matthias for a quick round of introductions, and then we get started as soon as we can. Yeah, Matthias speaking, partner com division, cloud architect, mainly working on VCD, NSX, and the automation around those products. Alain.
1: Hello, Alain here. It's based in Belgium. I'm a member of the division team. And I'm the go-to guy for all the area products, uh, mainly area operations, area operations for logs, as it's now called. And this will be the topic for today. Tobias. Yeah, thanks a um, yes, thanks, lot. Tobias Paschek, mainly covering uh, the whole
0: um, networking part, also partner at Com division and focusing on the service provider business. Sasha. Yeah, Sascha Schwung, partner at Comdivision, um, and um, yeah, focusing on the service provider stuff, mainly on CSE, the architectures, and yeah, the V2T migrations currently. Good, that brings it back to me. My name is Yves Sanford, a CEO of the Comdivision Group and also VCDX around everything, which is cloud management and automation. Um, and uh, as I said initially, I started off when VMware acquired VCOPS in helping VMware get this product to market. Um, then many many years ago, I was approached by the cloud provider business unit on how we can actually get um vrops or vc oh no, it was already vrops vrops better integrated into the service provider stack. i wrote a um a very interesting document which is still running out or uh, running around out there about how you can actually uh kind of uh, convert um, VC ops or VR ops into a multi-tenant uh, like uh, behavior and actually utilize it as a service provider. Um, and out of that, we wonderfully at least then got the tenant app, which is now going to be end of life soon again um, and be more integrated into the product. Uh, but without further ado, I'm going to hand all of this over to Alain, who is actually far deeper into this topic nowadays then, um, um, yeah, I am, and um, he can actually share some lights into maybe start off with how all the products are being called now, <laughs> and then, um, um, yeah, what's really in it for a service providers sure. to use them.
1: Well, thanks, Eve, and and yes, uh, also reminds me that this is how we met more than 10 years ago. Because my very first VCOPS training was with you in uh, in the London area. <laughs> uh, well, I shouldn't say long time ago, but it was. Um, the first topic was the one I was trying to avoid is what is it all named now? Well, <laughs> uh, that seems to be one of the most dynamic things at the moment at VMware. Uh, uh, everything that we used to call VRealize Suites or V Realize Operations. Uh, Verly, we uh, realized login site. Verly, we realized network inside was renamed uh, a year ago into Aria. Uh, I have a document, not Eve's, fortunately, but a marketing document that explains nicely why it's now called Aria. You don't want to read it. It's it's got to do with singing together and stuff like that. Um, not for technical people, but it's so. Everything was renamed, so ARIA operations. ARIA operations for logs, thirdly ARIA operations for networks. ARIA hub, which is a new product uh, centrally in the ARIA uh, offering. But I'm starting to see, and I'm still looking for official presentations and official explanations. But I see that some of the products have been renamed again, like. Um, Aria operation for cost, which is the former Cloud Health, is now suddenly called Tanzu Cloud Health these days. And there are some others. So stay tuned. Uh, maybe I'll have some news in Barcelona. Uh, I'm still trying to find that out myself. Uh, that being said, uh, the products and, and especially operations, and where is it interesting uh, for service provider? Well, first of all, the management packs. And of course, I start with the management packs, because I have a past in that. Uh, Some people might remember uh, that I was uh, weaving the blue Medora flag, when blue Medora was still a startup, writing management packs for uh, VMware, Uh, they have been assimilated into VMware. uh, But management packs is still one of the things that make me uh, tick. And uh, let me explain that. Uh, And for the management packs, let me take a little step back to, to how operations, let's call it operations, works. Operations has, of course, a big database where objects are gathered. And, and please realize that these objects can be anything. Uh, you can find blocks online uh, from people that, that even track stock the stock market with operations. It's a database. And something brings the objects and the properties and the metrics of the objects in the database. Those things are what we call nowadays, the management packs. We used to call them adapters, but, but technically speaking adapters were simpler than management packs. Management packs use a bigger API, management packs could use um, the, the whole, the um, whole capacity calculation and pricing uh, included a few of them do but but it is available in the API so what operations everything in operations is a management pack and when you install the product should I say out of the box out of the out of the internet uh, a few adapters are installed by default please realize that vcenter the 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 basic adapter to to monitor vsphere is also an adapter. NSXP is also an adapter, only they are in the box by default, okay? So these are the built, built-in built uh, management packs. The, there are a few others, even for, for the, the hyperscalers like Amazon and uh, Microsoft. And then um, you have a few for the service providers, very important ones that are downloadable And that is a a management adapter for a cloud director, but also for cloud director availability, Um, uh, ALB. I was forgetting one, ALB. These are management packs that you can install in operations. The big, big advantage is, of course, that now you're bringing objects from all these management uh, adapters into operations uh, new objects, new metrics, um, a load balancer becomes an object, uh, throughput, uh, of a load balancer becomes a metric, and you can bring all these things together in dashboards, uh, tailored to your needs. Uh, and the important thing to realize there is that when you bring in all that data into operations, operations has, uh, built-in, you can't see it, but it's building a relationship adapter which will be called to detect a relationship between all the objects. So you, you have a vSphere cluster and a host is the child of that cluster and a VM is a child of, of that host. You get the picture uh, and you can create dashboards where you call upon those relationships to very quickly uh, uh, show information on your dashboards. Very, very important uh, because it's all a bit theory I'm telling you, uh, very important is, and Matthias will be very pleased that I mentioned this, please check the versions you are using. It's uh, elementary for the cloud director uh, pack, for example, certain versions of work with certain versions of cloud director and certain versions of operations and certain versions of chargeback. I'll come back to that. Please, uh, please, please watch out for that. Also, there are some settings. Uh, and this is now very practical for the Cloud Director, for example. Please check your advanced options when you install the adapter. If you use, and, and this is the big takeaway, uh, make a note here. If you use metadata in Cloud Director for whatever reason to 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 add text in, in not VCenter text but Cloud Director metadata, this is not synced by default. You have to switch it on. Okay. Remember, I said it here. Um, those are the downloadable packs, but it goes further because you have the management packs, uh, the old Bloomedora packs, which uh, yes, Eve were then called True visibility suite, were then called area operations for integrations. I think that's a title that nobody knows or remembers. And now I've seen a slide where it's called ARIA 2 Visibility Suite, though. So, like I said in the beginning, I promise you I will find out uh, in Barcelona what the naming is all about. But anyway, they are packs for in different categories. Most importantly, hardware. And then I mean, uh, uh, host hardware. Uh, so there is a management pack for Dell, for HP, Len- Lenovo, whatever. Uh, management packs for storage. Uh, EMC, uh, Pure, uh, NetApp, and management packs for networking, Cisco, uh, a- a- and others. These are management packs that bring data from your hardware layer into operations, which allows you to monitor everything together. Um, should I say it? I'll say it. Single pane of glass. You can make dashboards where. <laughs> if he's cringing now, I know. Dashboards where you can monitor everything. I have loads of war stories about that. Uh, 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 uh not going to tell them all here, but, uh, I even remember I had a customer who suddenly noticed in operations that the temperature of his server won't mention the brand, uh, was going up tremendously in the data center that they rented, uh, which was normal because it was on fire. Okay. And the worrying part was that the only location where they saw that was in ARIA operations, not not the people hosting their data center. So these management packs you can use. And and to to round off the the topic of management packs, uh, a very, very important new trend is the management pack builder because we have seen years where uh, Blue Medora or, or even Um, other integrators build management packs and they would be available in in the uh, cloud marketplace for you to download, sometimes to purchase. Oh, I forgot. The, The Blue Medora management packs, most of them are free nowadays, okay? Most of them are free. Please, there are even a lot of people inside VMware that do not know that. All the hardware ones are free, okay? For your service, your networking, storage, they're free. Uh, It's only the ones for the applications that you need to pay and where you need to use the enterprise version of operations, okay? But we now have something called the Management Pack Builder. And the Management Pack Builder, and please don't call it Management Pack as a Service. I've seen that in an Explore session uh, from Vegas. Please don't do that. It's a Management Pack Builder. And what it is, it's uh, an OVA that you install in your environment. And uh, let's say you have a product for which there is no management pack available. I have a customer with whom I built this for uh, their uh, backup solution. Uh, Traditionally, there are not a lot of uh, backup solutions in the management packs, but if you have a solution where you have an API endpoint and, and you know how to reach the API and how the API work, or even you can explore the API, then you can use the management pack builder to build your own management pack. Little story behind it, this was a tool that used to be used internally at Blue Medora to build management packs. It's been further developed and enhanced to uh, allow you to build your own management packs in your own environment. Could be interesting. That's my story about uh, management packs. Any input or questions on that, guys? I've been talking no, for
0: a long it's, time. It's I think it's it's a very interesting fact that a lot of the management packs by now are free. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call them free because in the end you're still paying for VROPs um, or ARIA operations now. And um I think it's just um a nature of um having these automatically integrated. I think um that is something what people just need to get used to. Um, and when you look around in the industry, many other uh, monitoring solutions in the past try to get away with uh, charging extra for every, every little vendor and everything you onboard, and many of them actually have changed that procedure in the past couple of years and figured out that that's not going to work. People are not willing to pay for the framework and then additionally for each and every vendor and every integration you have. However, you still need to be careful with the um, um, perfect licensing. Um, Out of curiosity is, do you know if uh, VROPS now finally or ARIA operations, I still need to get used to that. Um, Is it still true that also in the service provider space we need to have um, one per edition? So for example, if we want to host Um, some enterprise stuff we need to have VROPS enterprise sitting as one instance one for advanced because you still can't apply license key for individual clusters or anything else is that still the case or did someone finally fix that
1: it's uh, uh, it's a dual answer it's been fixed a long time ago but again not a lot of people realize it even inside VMware Um, it's been since I don't know which version that you have license groups in the licensing in operations, and you can add different licenses for different objects. So you can say uh, i'm I'm going to add an enterprise license and I'm going to add that license only to this VSphere cluster, okay? Uh, and that will work. Um, I we should
0: potentially do a do a live demo about that at one point in time because I have seen right. a lot of things going on, or it might be usage meter who can't collect that correctly or something else which that, that
1: was the the secondary part of the answer I was going to say is, I'm not sure uh, if this works completely uh, out of the box with usage meter we need. but thanks for giving me that task to test into the a live demo. <laughs>
0: No I think it's 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 always it's always important because I had tons of discussions around that and because there is so many different license editions and for a lot of service providers I think it would be very handy if you could actually run everything within one instance and not have to actually deploy um, additional ones um what's your input uh, on the on the chargeback pieces um because I know that you have solved this for for many, many service providers and it has come a long way, but um, what are some of the do's and don'ts you would actually at least throw out there as a first session and potentially we need to do a few more on these anyway and cover some more details, but uh, what are some of the generic do's and don'ts or scenarios where you would say it's like, hey, if you want to do this Yes, we can do that, but we expect uh, expect that it's going to be um, a bit of a ride. Um, and what are the things which really
1: work right out of the box? Right. Well, first, allow me to position charge back again a, a bit to know what we are talking about. So in operations, you have, of course, the very famous capacity planning, okay, uh, which you can use as a service provider too, of course, and is a very handy tool. Linked to that, you have the pricing engine in the analytics. The pricing can be used by all customers using operations, so so also for non-service providers, because it allows you to give to get a very clear picture of the cost of your environment. Okay, what it does, people wonder, how does it work? It's has evolved a tremendous lot, like Eve said. Nowadays, this costing engine uses a benchmark from Forrester. Uh, we can say that uh, w- with standard cost. It recognizes, for example, that you have a, a Dell servers. It knows the cost of that model, uh, and it will, it will use that cost. But you can adapt it. You can bring in your own. Uh, and I even have a customer where the purchasing department uh, went very enthusiastic about it and got out all the contracts that they ever gathered to uh, do exact cost reporting, okay? VMware also gathers data from you if you if you opt in for the data gathering anonymously, uh, but uses that. So you can do very precise pricing these days. That's for you internally. Also important for you as a service provider, what does the environment cost me internally? The second option is probably not for service providers, is a showback. Okay, is used by customers who want to show back internally to other departments, what does it cost us what you are running. And for that you can use the pricing, of course, but you can also use pricing cards to add things like well, uh, if I have a vSphere tag on a VM that says backup, I add a certain amount for uh, the backup of your VMs, things like that, and you have pricing and you have show back and then. It used to be that VMware uh, took away the product that was called chargeback. So please, in our talks here, the chargeback from 10 years ago is not the chargeback we're talking about now. Uh, VMware first added an external utility called the Tenant App, And this is a little OVA that talks to cloud director and vCenter and to operations. And why does it talk to operations? Because it actually uses the internal analytics engine to do billing In tenant app, what it adds to operations is that you can set up, well, you can set up dashboards for, uh, customers. If talked about his paper and, and the multi-tenancy in operations with the tenant app, you can set up per customer, uh, the dashboards that they can see the reports that they can use alerts metrics. And they can access that through the tenant app without going into operations. And you can set up pricing policies to do real billing. You can say for this organization or, or nowadays organizational VCD, BDC, sorry. Uh, I, I apply this pricing policy and, and this can be very detailed these days, okay? The product has evolved a lot, works, out of the box these days. It used to be that you had to do a lot of tuning. Nowadays, it's out of the box. If, Matthias will tell you, you apply all the right versions, the right version of Chargeback, the right version of operations, and the plugin for Cloud Director is unnecessary. Um, And then Chargeback, as it is rebranded this day, works perfectly out of the box. Now, having positioned that a bit, uh, uh, the question from Eve, Uh, what are the pitfalls? The pitfalls are uh, strangely enough, the pricing policies, because when I install it for you, you will get this very powerful engine where you can say, I'm going to build CPU by the hour, by the day, by the month. I charge a fixed amount. I charge that always, uh, uh, only when it's switched on, when the VM or the VIP switched on or when it's switched on once in the billing period, uh, uh, or I can add a fixed amount and I can add a slap, a slap meaning if you if your VAP uses, uh, l- let's say you can freely configure it, less than 80% CPU, you charge that amount. I- I- if you use more than 80%, you charge a higher amount. Um, you can charge for, for metadata, so you can charge if you say in the metadata, hey, I use backup. Uh, backup is an extra charge. I charge a setup charge. There are tons of possibilities and this is the pitfall. I install this and a lot of the service providers do not know where to start Okay, with the pricing policies because they have developed over the years, a, a, a method of operations where usually their uh, sales department or accounting department as a beautiful spreadsheet, uh, how they, they manage uh, the billing and, and, and they have some sort of billing, but that customer pays something else because it's that sales guy. So first of all, the big pitfall is uh, you have to sit together with us and go over what are the poss- possibilities of the billing, um, how, how are we going to set this up? Uh, do we have an idea? Are we also going to charge for the networking? Are we going to charge for the throughput and things like that? How are we going to apply, for example, uh, uh, special rebates? Because you can do that with pricing policies, apply a rebate and so on and so on. It's planning, it's not the execution of Chargeback, it's in the planning. And and even uh, I worked for a few people to integrate Chargeback with things like uh, Workday and an an external package that they use It's more or less easy to do with reports. In that case, I had to write a a little Python script uh, with the API. So planning is very important. Uh, And and please know, we can mention it now because it was officially announced at Explore uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Chargeback is going the natural way. Chargeback is going to be integrated or reintegrated into operations. So in a next version, which will probably be called 15. We're at 8.12.2 at the moment of operations. Probably 8.15, uh, but don't uh, pin me down on that. Uh, uh, chargeback will be part of the operation. Feedback, guys? Great,
0: thank yeah. you. I, I already see we there is a lot of more we need to cover it, a lot of more sessions we need to run around Chargeback and uh, ARIA operations and all the different bits and pieces we barely couldn't cover everything in today's session, but I think that at least I brought down quite a few ideas on, on what we shall actually do in some of the uh, follow up sessions so um, I'm looking forward to those. With that being said, we are already uh, at the end of today's session, Ellen, you basically carried it completely <laughs> by yourself. This is normally more Matthias or my role to actually not stop talking but it seems like you're very well position to do the same. With that being said, um, I think it's time for a round of goodbyes and then we will uh, regroup again for one of the next episodes. I think we are going to then evaluate if that's going to be the CSE episode or if we are going to dig deeper on ARIA operations or something else. With that being said, um, who wants to go first? Matthias goes first to say goodbye. Yeah, so uh, thanks very much. Um, the only thing I would like to add as famous last words is use all those products because they support us as architects to talk business with the service providers, which is key because of licensing, um, charging, how to come up with a price tag for a certain service. So use all those tools because they feedback a lot of useful information. Thanks a lot for covering it. Toby. Yeah, thanks a lot for the Absolutely amazing session for the really uh, amazing deep dive uh, and nothing to add here. Yeah, also from my side, thank you very much. It's very interesting also for our meetings with all of the service providers around the world to talk about, um, yeah, how can a service provider calculate the prices, uh, quote, for the customer, and that's very important. It becomes more and more important in the future. So thank you very much. And yeah, I think we need a few more
1: of the sessions about ARIA.
0: Final words from you, Alain.
1: All right, well, I've said enough. So thanks guys. And uh, hope to see you all in Barcelona. And Eve, there you go for the closing.
0: Thank you all for listening. And again, a big invite. If you want to actually join us for one of the shows, let us know, Pick one of us. We are always happy to host you um, in one of the next upcoming recordings. If you have any topics we should cover, please do exactly the same, write to one of us or the VCD Roundtable Twitter handle or on LinkedIn. With that being said, session is going to go out on all the usual channels. Um, Follow us along, and we will see you, as everybody said, latest in Barcelona, some of you during some of our challenge days, potentially all around the world, soon in the next couple of weeks before um, Explore. Thank you and have a good day. Bye. Bye.